0: Click on the big red Tell Me More button and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and and. and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes. That gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We, we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next. And instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes.
1: Here we go. Stefano Safandos, facilitator of transformational growth through neuroempowerment praxis and integrator of spiritual praxis and Western psychology, shared a story of a time when he did not follow his yes. And ended up compromising his well-being and integrity by being very aggressive and defensive.
0: Well, Steph, I just want to thank you again. Absolutely incredible information on the the interview you had for us last week, and and I want to ask you another favor, if I could. I I would love to have you help us to kind of demonstrate why it's so important, the value in following our yes, our internal guidance in in our partnerships, and where I'd love to start is. Let's start with the time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in that moment, you didn't even realize you had a yes. You you look back, though, and you're like, okay, that was really clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do. I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time.
2: Yeah. And so it's a really beautiful question. And so to get directly into it, Many times where I wanted to reveal the truth of who I was, that that I was being unfaithful in previous relationships or that I had promised something and I hadn't delivered on that promise within myself, like the integrity of me, and I just kept pushing it away, it just continued to compromise my character and my integrity. I I felt more guilt, more shame. It overlapped, it overlaid, it compounded on itself. And it, and what my coping, my maladaptive coping strategy was, is, was to be aggressive, to be defensive. And so I got more aggressive, more defensive, emotionally aggressive, psychologically aggressive. I became more dominant and oppressive within myself. I became harsher in my judgment. I became, I was, I would ridicule myself. I would be in this constant cycle of, of action, like uh, guilty action, shame aggression lash out projection externalized projection and it was not serving me or the relationship all because i did not listen to just speaking my truth irrespective of how painful that truth could have been it's always more painful to really hide your truth and to not speak your truth because you have a fear that someone may not receive it in the way that you would want them to there's more pain associated with the repression and the oppression and the oppression of our own truth than there is of speaking our truth from a compassionate, connected, service-driven
0: way. Fantastic. I, I, I love the way you wrap that up, because it's so, it's so absolutely true, right? We like to think that it's like, oh, you know, what's the phrase? The truth hurts?
2: Yeah. Well, um, what, you know, what someone doesn't know doesn't hurt them.
0: Yeah. But it's hurting
2: us. And inadvertently... We're hurting them by behaving in a way that we're not even able to connect to because it's so subtle and unconscious, and it becomes overt, and there's no clean connection to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, well said. Well, let's turn this around then. Let's let's explore a time in your to- in your life when you had that clear yes, and this time you did recognize it and you followed it. Tell us about that story.
2: No, yeah. well, I'd love to. I'd love to use the example of, of Christine because it's so relevant in my life right now, and, and we really are uh, so connected in our journey and continue to be and, and, evol- and evolving that, you know, choosing to evolve that as well and we're very willing to evolve that and so you know, when, I, when I began connecting, communicating with Christine I, I, had a, I had a healthy, positive feeling about it I was in a very healthy, whole, connected space myself feeling very connected to self, to the world, to my service to my environment, just to life, really and after some time you know, connecting with her, I just I became very clear that there's something special here. There's something unique in this dynamic. Yet we're we're literally worlds apart, continents apart. How how would this actually work? And I was like, you know what, doesn't matter. I was thinking to myself but that that that's not irrelevant. I mean, that's irrelevant. That's not important. What's important is am I honouring what I'm feeling? And, and and I checked in with myself. Is it an infatuation? Is it a so what's this driven by? What's this feeling or this thought driven by? And so I sat with that, and I was I was very conscious to that. And our relationship, and to be very clear and honest, it was very, uh, it, it was it was I mean it was it was like a conscious flirtation that took place. But it was very, it was really deeply. It wasn't a, it wasn't a initially when we were c- connecting and communicating, it wasn't a highly sexualized uh, conversation at all. The, the depth of our conversation was. And, and let me be very clear on something. Sexuality and sexual connection is sacred union. And like it can take us, it can catapult our growth massively, especially when it's with the person that you're very connected to and aligned with. We didn't have that. We didn't have the physical contact. So we, we chose to go deep into each other's spirituality, emotionality, um, psychology, our behaviors, our patterns, our, our beliefs, our loves, our likes, our dislikes. And we got to know each other from a very deep place, from an outside of the physical. And so when I really began to know her as a person and I was able to be more comfortable with her and speak my truth and she was able to do the same, that was after, you know, like a a couple of months, a month or two, where we actually was probably sooner than that. We fast-tracked that. Listening to my internal GPS was like, yep, there's something here. I'm going to continue with this. And when I really made that decision and I stayed with that, I was, I, again, I engaged in willingness because I was clear on, I had cl- clarity and certainty. So I, therefore I was vertical, stable and confident in my decision to continue because I knew we were going to meet. And so I was very confident in us meeting is something magical is going to really occur for us on many, many levels. And wow, did it ever. And so I was very, very proud of myself and happy and inspired by able to, and really grateful that I was able to connect to my intuition and, and follow through on it, act on it.
0: I, I love that example of how you were connecting on a different level. A lot of people think, oh, if there's not that sexual charge, if there's not that sizzle, there's not that spark, I don't pursue anything. And in this yeah. case, you guys were actually obviously nowhere near each other, and so you're looking at the other sides going, well, what can we explore? Mm. Oh, we can explore our deeper yeah. our thoughts and our, our passions and all yeah. those types of things.
2: Both something that we hadn't done before as well. I just want to be very clear on that. So it wasn't like we had cultivated the habit of long-distance relationship in any capacity. And I want to add, when I first met her, and she opened that door and we hugged and we embraced. That's when I felt like home. Mm. And that physical touch was powerful. And it was just through an embrace. Not just. I mean, an embrace is more than just an embrace, right, (laughs) if there's intention behind it. And it was beautiful. And and, and that then sparked our physical relationship integrated with everything else laid prior to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of goes back to something you said in the interview, right, of of that foundation of trust Mm. allowed you to grow. So it was a different experience when you first actually were in physical presence and touch than it would have been if you just met her and gave her a hug somewhere. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm curious for you personally, how do you recognize the difference between your yes and just your mind trying to convince you of things? Oh hmm. I'm
2: quite... the there are times when I'm 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 confused about that, and I have to sit with it for a longer period of time and be in stillness with it. But generally, my body tells me, and like I I, I feel it. Like I I feel it, it's quite difficult to explain. It's my body is either for something or it's a no against something. So I will feel more tension in my body, like my stomach may tighten. Like I literally I'm connected to the physiology, and I'm, I'm really I'm really listening and open to what is my body telling me about this decision or this this um this situation or this mm-hmm. opportunity and so i'm really really tapping into the body and then and then if i really want to if i want more assurance or greater comprehension around something i'll i'll dive into a meditation i'll dive into a practice of stillness and reflect and and i'll have a conversation with my higher self or god or the divine or I'll just speak. I'll just speak very openly to, okay, what do I need to do here? What, what's, what, what action do I need to take? What do I need to experience? What I need to feel? What's the the best outcome for all involved? And I just start asking questions and feeling into the questions and listening. Is my mind saying yes, no? And, and if it says an answer, I, I hear something and I go into that as well. So it's a, very, it's a deep personal practice. And it's something that I, I teach people how to do in a one-on-one capacity, but over, over a period of time because it's a feedback mechanism that's required to learn how to connect to the body. And it begins with greater bodily awareness as well. So connecting to the physicality is a massive part of that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. That's that's great, mm. great insights. Thank you so, so very much for that. Thank you. Well, these have been great examples. Thank you for for helping us illustrate this and, and sharing these stories with us, Steph thank you so much. My pleasure. Appreciate it.
1: Nate Bagley, relationship researcher, creator of the Love Humanity podcast and the legendary Love Challenge, shared a story of a time when he did follow his yes and led him to living the most fulfilling life he could have ever imagined.
0: Well, Nate, I just want to thank you again for the incredible interview you shared with us earlier. And I'd like to ask you to help us with one other thing, and that is to Speak to our our topic of following our yes, following that internal guidance that we all have. And and what I'd love for you to do is if you would share a time in your life when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even recognize you had a yes. But looking back, you're like, oh, man, that was so clear. And I didn't pay any attention to it. Tell us about that time.
1: Yeah. my One of my biggest struggles is... Uh, this is going to sound weird, but saying yes to no—does mm-hmm. that make sense? hundred percent to me. <laughs> uh, in, in, in my, this is one of the things I struggle with most in my life. And I look back, and one of those moments that really stands out where I failed to say yes to no is when I uh, I, I ran a company a couple of years ago with one of my best friends, and it was a subscription box company. And the idea behind the company was we we would curate like really cool activities and and questions and. Um, and Awesome, just awesome little things and we'd package them up up and we would send them out to couples all over The country and they would use those things as a date night. So it was like a date night in a box and um, I, I really loved the idea behind the company and we launched it and we didn't really think very hard about what What came after the launch like what what, what we needed to do in order to make this company a success and, um, it was a lot of fun right out of the gate to have a bunch of customers and have people be excited about our product and, and to feel like, oh my gosh, we're making a difference in the world. And it was, it was really inspiring, um, and fun. And then I started to get burned out and I realized uh, that a huge portion of the business dealt with logistics and operations and, um, making sure that we kept to really strict timelines and I am not. An analytical person I am very much a creative person and my soul just slowly started to get actually quickly not slowly at all got sucked dry and I was just not enjoying myself and there were several times in the business where uh, we were never really making enough money to pay ourselves a livable wage and so I was kind of living on a bare-bones salary uh, living in my parents basement spending all of my time ordering supplies and planning and taking care of customer service issues and boxing things up and shipping them out and trying to take care of like all sorts of other logistical nightmares. And there were several moments where I just kind of got to the point where I was like, "I, I need to be done with this. I need to be done with this. And, and I ignored it and I kept pushing it down and pushing it aside and thinking, Oh, if we keep, if I just keep moving forward, maybe there'll be a light at the end of the tunnel and I ended up running that business for about two and a half years. And, um, and almost lost my, one of my best friends because of it, because of the, the, the tension that was created in trying to successfully run this business and keep ourselves alive. And I wish I had said yes to stopping the business sooner. I wish that I had been a little bit more honest with myself about my, my emotional health and my physical health and and the relationship that I had with my with my best buddy and that we could have uh, started considering um, ways to exit, that would have been a win for both of us. And that, I think, would have saved me probably a couple of years off of my life. Uh, and so it's really hard still to this day for me to say no. It's hard for me to to turn down a good opportunity if it, if I don't have time for it or to say no to a meeting with somebody who really needs help. Um, despite having a a very full schedule, like that's, that's one of the challenges that I still live with every day. And it's something that I'm, that I'm really work on, working on is saying yes to no. So I can say, so I can say yes to the things that are the most important to me.
0: That's a great example. And I think everyone I've ever known has struggled with that. I certainly have. Um, a few years ago, I realized for me that, that no is the new yes, because when I'm saying no to whatever that is, that opportunity, that person's invitation, whatever it is, I'm saying yes to me. And so it shifted things, right? Instead of going, oh, I'm saying no, I don't like to say no, that's not nice. I'm like, but I'm saying yes to me and I'm the person I'm going to live with the rest of my life. So let's be clear about that. Plus, like you said, right here, you are in this career. It's not really working for you. And that wasn't lost on your partner. I'm sure he was not oblivious to this.
1: Right? Oh, no. He was very clued in.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's like nobody's really winning from staying with that thing that really is a no right now. But we tend to go, well, but, you know, I should do it anyhow. And you're right. We get trapped in that trap. So saying saying yes to no, a lot of times people on the show will be like, well, my my yes was a no exactly and oftentimes we're afraid to follow that yes which is no (laughs) don't do that don't go on great great example and and like you said it ended up costing you a couple years of your life that's a pretty big price to pay totally yeah well let's turn this around let's let's look at a time when you had a clear yes
1: and not only did you recognize it but this time you followed it tell us that story So I'm going to, this is a perfect contrast um, because the time I did say yes was also a time where I left a business Uh, about a almost exactly a year ago, a year and a couple of weeks ago, I was miserable at my job. Um, I was working a normal nine to five. I had, I had sold the company that I just told you about the subscription box company Mm -hmm. about a year previously, right before a year and a half previously, right before I got married. And when I got married, I committed to my wife. I said, hey, I I am going to be a husband first and an entrepreneur second. Like, I'm done with the hustle. I need a break. I am just going to be with you for a year. I'm going to get a nine to five. I'm going to have a consistent salary. I'm going to have benefits. And we can just kind of rest and focus on creating an awesome marriage. And about a year, year and a half into that job, my wife and I went for a walk. It was in, in like late December or Late November, early December, and um, my wife just kind of looked at me and she said, "The light in your eyes is kind of dying." And I'm all, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "I like, I saw how lit up you were when you gave your TED talk, and I saw, I see how lit up you get when you do your podcast episodes, and I know how passionate you are about solving the problem of mediocre love in the world." and she's like this this 9 to 5 job is killing you like you you don't want to go in the morning you're getting more stressed out you're less happy when you're at home she's like i think i think you need to to see if you can make this thing work again i know you said you wanted to just be a present husband and and be a provider but she's like i, I think it's time for you to go back out and and see if you can pursue your dream and make a living helping people create awesome relationships and um i like I don't think I've ever loved my wife more than in that moment when she saw a piece of me that she didn't want to die. And she stood up for me and, um, and asked me if I would be interested in quitting my job. And she, as a nurse, she would work full time and, um, and support me through a, a year of trying to make this thing happen. And, I deliberated and, and kind of like wrestled with it. And, and after, you know, a day or so I was like, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I turned in my two weeks notice. I, I left my job. And then, um, in the last, the last year of my life has been one of the most incredible years we've put on events where over 800 people have, have come to them. Uh, we've had podcasts that have been downloaded thousands and thousands of times from some of the world's top experts, We've uh, been putting together these challenges that have completely transformed the lives of couples who were struggling or who just had okay relationships but wanted something great. And now they have something great because they're doing the work. And saying yes to that one moment where my wife gave me an invitation to to leave the job I was in and pursue a dream is probably one of the most important yeses that I have ever said. Because I I don't think I – I didn't – realized life could be as fulfilling as it is I wake up every day excited to like to do my work so it's it's it was pretty it was a pretty generous gift that she's given me
0: that is so cool congratulations thank you yeah and you know what i love about what you just shared is you know you you said you know i made a commitment when we got married that i wasn't going to be an entrepreneur i was going to have the steady income so on and so forth and in that time, what I'm hearing you say is there was this belief that it was an either or proposition. I couldn't have both. I knew it was takes too much of me to be an entrepreneur and do all that. And I don't think I can be the level of husband I want to be. So I'm going to sacrifice one or the other. And what you did, and this goes back to what we said earlier about when you're in partnership, nothing's impossible. Yeah. And that invitation she gave you is like, I don't want the great husband that, Has no light in his eyes anymore. That's not what I'm looking for. We have to have it all or else we won't have any of it. Yeah. And that's what partnership is. It's not easy. Partnership, the thing you do for partnership is usually the hardest of the two choices. Because the easy one is the one you just do for yourself and you don't think about anybody else. That's easy. But when you have to consider your partner, that's more challenging. But the payoffs are enormous. Definitely. Yeah. What a cool example. Thanks, Nate. That's awesome. Yeah, you bet. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview, You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.